and again and again. And that's okay. He knows that about us. Just keep casting. Right? It's an expression of faith as well as trust. God, I have faith that you care for me. Right? That's the expression. Casting all your cares on him. He cares for you. Right? Isaiah prophesied about him. Surely he hath borne or carried, borne our griefs. He's carried our sorrows, right? He was wounded for our transgression, bruised for our iniquities. I realize I didn't say those in order. The chastisement of our peace was on him. So all these things, the place of peace, it was, he's already paid for it. So I have to cast it. What, what's, the, what's the care that sometimes when I wake up in the morning, I turn and put my feet on the floor. Sometimes before I even get my feet on the floor, there's a flow of the Lord and there's I can pray and talk with him. This man, I'm like, I'm entering right in, woke up that way. And sometimes I wake up and my mind's already going 100 miles an hour. The moment I wake up thinking about this, this at work, that at this, this at church, this is this was somebody at some conversation, right? All these things. When I wake up and that's happening, the first thing I do is I begin casting. I got to get I got to put all that on him. Got to put it all on him. Now, sometimes casting is more than just, Lord, I cast it on you. Amen. Right. Sometimes the casting is a part of praying about it. Right? Maybe it's a job situation. God, you know this desire for a new job, you know, this need of a new job or of a job, Lord. And you know how it weighs on my mind the moment I wake up. And so, God, I'm casting it on you. I trust you to open the door the way you want to. I'm believing you, God, to direct my steps where I should go or to give me peace where I am. I'm, I'm trusting you to open my understanding about where I am and where you're leading me in a job. I'm, all of that's casting. Does that make sense? And so I'm, I'm casting. It's not, well, I was going to say that's not what we're going to talk about tonight, but I guess we are talking about it. Uh, this is really important for all of us. We, we all have to do this. I don't, I don't believe that as long as we're alive, we'll ever get to a place where we don't have to. Okay. Now, it may become easier for us. Right. It's just we have a trust in the Father. We have a trust in the Father. Amen? Praise God. You can be seated tonight. I'm glad you're here. It's good to be here with you. I want to teach tonight. And um, I am trusting the Holy Ghost. Before we do that, I want a, a quick announcement. Uh, just a reminder. Um. Next Friday night, May the 7th, um, for those that would like to, we will be joining together with some others from other congregations in Prosser at City Park, and I'll get you the time. I want to say 6 o'clock. I realize that may or may not be a challenge for some with work. That's why I'm giving you a notice, so if you'd like to, you can. If not, this is not some pressure thing, okay? Um, 
the purpose is outreach and evangelism. Okay, it's not. Uh, it's not to hang out and watch and see what happens. And so the purpose, if you're coming, I want you to be prayerful about coming. And if you're coming, you're coming waiting on the Holy Ghost to be available to whom would pass through the park as the Lord would lead for ministry. I realize for, for some of you may say, you know, I don't know that I'm, that doesn't mean something's wrong. It means we're at different places in a walk right now. Okay, so I'm, I want to make sure, I'm not trying to excuse or push people in or out one way or the other. That's my point. I just want you to know what it is. I don't want you to show up and go, oh, man, I, I, I thought that, uh, I just want you to understand what we're doing and the purpose with which you're coming. Amen? So please be in prayer about that. Um, some are, are fasting next Thursday, the day before. Um, I, I think there's great unity in that. If you would like to join us in, in prayer and fasting next Thursday, the day before, that's great. And we would welcome that. We just want to see what the Lord wants to do. We've prayed in Prosser many times. And we're just seeking to join together. Amen. We can't produce anything. Amen. Praise God. Um, amen. We should probably pray again. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Lord, our desire is alignment with you fully and completely. Our desire, Father, is to simply be empty. That you can flow without hindrance. That your word and spirit would minister freely and purely in the name of Jesus Christ in the name of Jesus Christ hallelujah 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 praise God praise God um It's no surprise to us, this isn't, or it's not new to us. We believe in uh, ministry in the home. And you have heard me share, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a minute again tonight. I, I thought we were going here, but and maybe we'll get here. We'll, we'll see. Um, I know... Probably 90% of you in this room or more have heard this shared before, at least what I'm going to start with, but I'm going to share it again, and I'll just tell you, you'll probably hear it again somewhere along the journey. Um, in October of 2017, so four years ago almost, I was praying one morning, and um, I couldn't tell you what I was praying about. I was just talking to the Lord. And... There early in the morning uh, in my home, I saw in my mind's eye, the Holy Ghost allowed me to see um, in my mind's eye, I was, 
had an aerial view of the valleys. I was flying over the valleys, if you will. Um, I, I didn't see myself that way. I just, there was, I wasn't in anything. I was just being taken over the valleys. And um, it was not daylight yet, um, but I could make out outlines. It's like I was understanding. I could, I was understanding what cities were where. Uh, I remember passing over Sunnyside, and like I, I could tell the different communities at least, even though it wasn't daylight. And as the Lord was taking me over those valleys, or over these valleys, um, while it was dark. I began to see flames of fire come up on top of homes and sit on top of homes and and first one and then another and then another and then it began to more rapidly uh, to where there were thousands of homes throughout the valleys with flames of fire sitting upon them and the valley was full of light. Um, the Lord in that over time, not in that moment, but over time, uh, has let me to know that he will bring a harvest that way. Um, I'm, I'm not telling you we'd never build a bigger facility here, um, but understand that we're not focused on trying to build a bigger facility here to get a lot of people here, all right? Um, we are the church. We are the body of Christ in the earth, and represented just in this room alone, and those joining us online as well are probably conservatively in this room right now and online 25 to 35 homes. All right. So we have conservatively 25 to 35 buildings throughout the valley already. And you're paying for them. Praise God. <laughs> no, I just kidding. Uh, but you understand, we, we have these, these places where we live, and so we need the Holy Ghost to help us. We need the Holy Ghost to help us. Um, well, we might do that another time. Let's go to the book of Genesis. Chapter 14. That's right. Genesis 14. Watch this. Genesis 14, verse 14. Says this. And when Abram, this is before his name was changed to Abraham. When Abram heard that his brother was taken captive, that's, his, that's Lot, his nephew, but also his brother, was taken captive, watch what Abram did. He armed his trained servants. 
I want you to notice this next line. Born in his own house. 318. And pursued them unto Dan. Abram knew who he was fighting with. Because these servants were born in his house. They were trained in his house. Now, turn over to Genesis chapter 18. And verse 17. I find it interesting in Genesis 14 where we read, Abram was going to rescue Lot. Lot had been taken captive along with others from Sodom and Gomorrah by different kings. And so Abram was going to rescue them. And he went with men trained in his house, born in his house. Okay? Now, in, verse, or in chapter number 18, verse number 17, And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do? Now his name has been changed. Shall I hide from him that thing which I do? Seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. What's he asking about hiding from him? Well, Lot's involved again. Lot has moved towards Sodom, pitched his tent toward, now lives in, now sitting in the gate of Sodom. Sodom and Gomorrah are getting ready to be destroyed. The angels of the Lord are heading there. And they pass by Abraham's house. He makes them a meal. And they're going to leave. And the Lord asks a question. Before these angels depart to go and carry out the judgment of God on Sodom and Gomorrah. The Lord asks himself the question. See, even the Lord talks to himself. The Lord said, shall I hide from Abraham that thing which I do. But I want you to notice, he said what Abraham was going to become. I, wonder, I know we just read it, but I want you to see it again. Seeing that, this is the Lord talking, seeing that Abraham shall surely become a great and mighty nation. He didn't have any kids yet. He shall become a great and mighty nation, and all the nations of the earth shall be blessed in him. Now watch. That's what I want you to see. Verse 19. The Lord said, for I know him. I know Abraham. And look what he says he knows about him. He will command his children. What children? Has he had children yet? Oh, okay. I just make sure we're reading the same Bible. I know, even though he doesn't have them yet, I know Abraham will command his children and his household after him. And what's he going to command them? What's the commandments of Abraham to his children and his household going to produce? And they shall keep the way of the Lord. 
to do justice, to do judgment, that the Lord may bring upon Abraham that which he has spoken of him. Here's what the Lord said about Abraham. Abraham, I know this about him. He's going to lead his home the way he should. He's going to lead his children. He's going to leave those that are under his roof. He's going to lead his household. He's going to lead them to keep the way of the Lord. He's going to lead them to do justice. He's going to lead them to do judgment. He's going to lead his house the way I'd want him to lead his house. And so therefore I can say, I'm going to bless him. The Lord knew this about Abraham. How did he know this about Abraham before he had children? You say, well, because he's God. Okay. But we also read in chapter 14. When he went and fought. And oh, by the way, if you'd have read the whole chapter, he won the battle. He brought back Lot and those of Sodom and Gomorrah with 318 men. The difference was all 318 were born in his house. He had a pattern of leading his household that God could point to and say, because of how he leads his house, I can bless him and I know that my blessing will serve my purpose. I know because of how he leads his house. Hear me. Hear the word of the Lord. It matters how you and I lead our house. Now. I'm still in the vein of talking about the vision and the houses. Acts chapter 2. Verse 46, you know verse 38 and 39, so I'm just fast-forwarding here. This is the early church. They were filled with the Holy Ghost. Verse 46, and they, that's they that were filled with the Holy Ghost, the early church, continuing daily with one accord in the temple and breaking bread from where? House to house. Did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Now, when, when the Lord allowed me to see a glimpse of his plan in 2017, I was so moved. I, and the reason I can always remember the date is because I got up from that place and I sent an email immediately to Bishop and Sister Schoonover, expressing to them what I'd seen. And so I have that email saved so I can remember when I sent it and exactly what I said. Because the older I get, I forget what I said. Just ask my wife. And so she helps me remember what I said. And so I thank the Lord for my wife. So when that happened in 2017, I was so moved, I was like, I'm ready to go to everybody's house in the church. And, and I, I want to go to their house and I, I want to like bring oil or something. And we're going to pray in everybody's house. We're going to, 
Well, some of you may be saying, well, why didn't you do that? Um, timing. Timing. And readiness. Timing and readiness. Okay. Timing is the Lord's timing. Readiness is mine and your part in preparation. Readiness. Now, the early church, you've heard this before, the early church, we've read it just right here in the book of Acts, if we would have kept reading, if we read up above in verse 41, the same day there were added to them about 3,000 souls. Where'd those 3,000 souls go? How were 3,000 souls added? Did they have a tent crusade in the middle of Jerusalem? They rent out the Jerusalem Convention Center? No. 120 people were filled with the Holy Ghost. Where were they filled with the Holy Ghost? Sitting in a house. They were sitting in a house. Read it, Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one mind and one accord. Suddenly there appeared in them, right? Suddenly came a sound like a rushing mighty wind, filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire, it sat upon each of them. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They were sitting in an upper room of a house. They were sitting there praying, and the Holy Ghost fell on them while they were sitting there. Fellowshipping the Spirit of the Lord in a house, in an upper room. Now, and that worked for the Lord to add to His church. We have to remember, the Lord told His disciples, who became the apostles, with the exception of Judas, He told them, I will build my church. Did he say that? He said, I will build my church. He knows how to build it. And the way he began building it after the structure was he began. They understood, filled with the Holy Ghost, we're just going to bring people into our house. And we're going to begin talking about the goodness of the Lord, the things of the Lord, the word of God. We're going to pray. We're going to fellowship the spirit of God, which now dwells within us. We've talked a lot about fellowship in the last few months. We're going to fellowship the Spirit of God with these people. Now, and the Spirit of God will begin to work. And we read just a, a little bit later in Acts chapter 3 or 4, 5,000 souls were added. And we read in Acts chapter 6, and the number of disciples grew and multiplied. They didn't have a building yet. They just all had houses. And their house. You know, we read, the Bible says they said that every man said anything he possessed was not his own. And they had all things common. I remember, I remember, and this is not a good example, but it's an example. Uh, I remember when Brother Martin first came, pray for him, he's sick this evening. 
Uh, I remember when he first came um, the second time. <laughs> Some of you understand that. Um, and we were going out of town. And I think he'd been here maybe a month at that point, his second go round, uh, a month, 45 days, something like whatever. And I said, hey, would you just stay in my house and, you know, take care of that mutt as, you know, lock him outside, whatever, just, you know. And so he did. He stayed in our house for a few days. And so I, I didn't think anything of it. Um, but he, he thought a lot of it. He couldn't believe that we would just leave him in our house. He's like, man, you haven't known me that long. And, I mean, what you know about me mostly isn't good. And so... <laughs> Um, I, I, I didn't think anything of it. He's my brother, right? And so that's not necessarily having all things common, but there's an element of welcoming people into our home and our house. Now, we need to use the wisdom of God. Understand that. We need to use the wisdom of God. But the early church, the early church understood our home is a tool whereby people could gather and the word of God could be shared, and lives could be transformed and filled with His Spirit. They didn't have a building to come to, except their house. And so everyone's house became that. Their house was a place of prayer. Their house was a place of fellowship. Their house was a place of opening the word. Their house was a place of teaching. Their house was a place of ministry. Their house was a place of the spirit moving. The house was a place of preaching. Their house was a place of evangelism. Their house was a place of healing. Their house was a place where the spirit of God operated. You understand? That was their house. What's happened, this is a broad generalization, okay? We need the Holy Ghost to help us. What has happened is the traditions of men, the gathering together like this, and we're going to keep doing this. We need to come together like this for teaching, instruction, so we can go back out and then operate according to the Word of God as the church of the living God. So we come together here to teach. We go back out and we do. We be the church of the living God. We come together. We teach and we go back out. And so if we do ever build... It would be so we have more room to teach people so they can go back out. Okay? And so what has happened in a broad generalization is the home has, and I've fallen into this trap. Oh, my home is my sanctuary. It's where I just get away from it all. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Don't raise your hand. Yeah, it, it's, it's just like, oh, you know, there I can relax. There I can kick back. Um, some of my kids are talking about getting a place of their own, and they're talking about, you know, when it's my own place, I could just, you know, and they got their, their ideas about what they could just do in their own place. And that's true, right? Because it's your own place. We need the Holy Ghost. We need the Holy Ghost to give us his perspective on how he'd like to use our house. Now hear me. The Lord brought blessing on Abraham because of how Abraham led his house. The Lord said, I can bless him because I know him and I know how he'll lead his house. 
the Lord said, I'm going to make him the father of many nations because I know him and I know how he runs his house. You say, well, that was Old Testament. I know it was. But I also know Abraham had a promise. And the promise was, in your seed shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. And you understand, of course, if you dig in the word of God, you and I, when we are filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, we become the spiritual seed of Abraham. It's another Bible study for another day, but I promise you it's in there. We become the spiritual seed of Abraham. You, okay, we're going to pause here for a second. The Lord, when he gave Abraham his promise, he said, I, in blessing, I'll bless you. And I'll multiply your seed as the sand of the seashore and as the stars of the heaven. Anybody ever heard that? That's how I'm going to bless you. You understand, the Lord fulfilled that promise. He said, as the sand and as the stars. He was making two parts of a promise to Abraham. Abraham, the sand is of the earth. The stars are of the heavens. I'm going to bless your seed in the earth. And I'm going to bless your seed spiritually. Abraham has a natural seed and a spiritual seed. Okay? The natural seed, this is why um, Ishmael's children, he made a promise, right? To Hagar when when the child Ishmael was weeping in the wilderness. When Abraham put them out of the house and she went and she didn't want to watch her child die, Hagar. So she put Ishmael under a bush and she went about a bow shot away, the Bible says. And she begins to cry out to the Lord and the angel of the Lord appears to her. The Lord begins to talk to her and says, I've heard the cry of the child. And begins to give a promise to Hagar of the blessing that will be on Ishmael. Which is a fulfillment of the blessing of the sand of the sea. The natural seed. But the spiritual seed, that's the stars of the heavens. And you and I are the seed of Abraham. And so the blessing that comes on Abraham is a blessing to you and I. The blessing to him that in you shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. You and I are designed when we're filled with the Spirit of God to receive the, that is the reception of the blessing of Abraham. And now we are Abraham's seed. All right. When Jesus was talking to the disciple or the disciples to the Jews and he told them, your father's the devil. They said, we're not. What are you talking about? Abraham's our father. We have Abraham to our father. He said, if Abraham were your father, you'd do the works of Abraham. But you do the works of the devil. Right. And so. Abraham. Received the blessing of God by promise. It came to him by promise. And the promise of God came to him because of what the Lord knew about him and how he led his house. It's in the word. We read it. This is the readiness part. Okay. This is the readiness. We need readiness. We need to prepare our house. 
hearing me? We need to prepare our house. Now, it starts with this tabernacle, right? Me coming before the Lord in honesty and in sincerity, in repentance, in casting off, laying aside every weight and sin that could so easily beset me. So first, this temple, not made with hands. But because of the how the Lord, and because, not but because, and because of the how the Lord would desire to use our house, we then need to prepare our house. We need the Holy Ghost to lead us through our house to prepare our home for what the Holy Ghost wants to do with us and in us in our home. I remember the first time I went and taught a Bible study in Moxie in Rigo and Denise's house. I still remember. And I remember telling them, I'm pretty sure it was in the first Bible study, that the plan is that you'll be teaching here in your house. And Rigo's probably tired of hearing it, so he knew I was probably going to get to this. That's why he took one of the kids out so he could stand outside. We're recording it. He can watch it later. Uh, but I've expressed to him many times, and to him and Denise at times as well, you are a church in Moxie. You're the only person at present in this congregation that I'm aware of living there. And so you're, there, was a, there was a time where they, man, I, I didn't plan on I hope this is okay. There was a time where they were talking about just selling their house. Now, we walked through that and talked through that and for all kinds of reasons. And I don't think I said, no, you can't because you're the church here. And so you, I, I, I didn't go that route. We talked through different things. But lo and behold, they're still in that house in Moxie. Now, I believe people are going to receive the Holy Ghost in that house. I believe there are people from Moxie that are going to come to the Escalera home. And they're going to maybe have a meal and they're going to open the word and... Rigo's going to tell them about his testimony, and Denise might share her testimony. They'll talk about what God has done for them. They may share a scripture or two, talk about the Word of God, and God is going to fill people with the Holy Ghost in their house. All right? He's going to do this. And so, we have principles in the Word of God that show us this is the plan of God to do these things. We just have to, Lord, after the Lord have to allow the Lord. I have so much I want to get out of. We have to allow the Lord to give us perspective on our house. Okay? Now, remember I said timing and readiness? I believe with all of my heart, we're at the right time. And so readiness is something we have to seek the Lord for. Okay? So pray with me, and we're going to go just a little bit further here tonight. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord... We cannot produce a work. It is you that does the work. We desire to be in tune with your voice. 
in fellowship with you and in tune with your plan in these valleys and in the earth. I pray lead us and guide us and instruct us according to your will that you can do all that you intend through each one of us that would make ourselves and our homes available. In Jesus' name, amen. I, um, I apologize for personal references. I, I sometimes am a little conscientious about that. Some of you are going, really? Uh, but I really am con- because I don't, I want to share something for an example. We need to understand this is not unique to me. Okay. I, I believe this is something the Lord helped me to see and understand so that we could realize an element of how he works. Okay. Now, because of what I said earlier about where. We view our houses different than I believe the early church viewed their house. That makes sense? I believe how they viewed it and how we view it, by the grace of God, we need to come in alignment with how God views it. Okay? Now, um, We entertain all kinds of stuff in our house. And so in the readiness of our house, we have to look at, hold on a minute, what am I entertaining in my house? Now, I realize there's some situations here where you don't have full control over what's going on in your house. You don't have to worry about that. Plead the blood. Plead the blood. Plead the blood. And... The Lord's working there, all right? But those of us that are here, we have to do what God has given us the ability and the understanding from his word to do, all right? And so we have to let the Spirit of God work through us so that our house is a, has a proper spiritual climate. I was thinking how, I was trying to wait for how the Holy Ghost wanted to say that. So that our house, our home, has a proper spiritual climate. Now, how many of you are a little warm in here besides Rigo? <laughs> Let's pick on Brother Rigo tonight. I just saw him fanning himself furiously earlier, so that's why I was like, so he, he tells me my wife does that to me. I'm just trying to cool myself down. So he, so now believe it or not, we did turn the air on. Now we could, we could crank the air up higher and get it really, really cool in here. And then we leave, we shut it off. And we come back Sunday when it's 80 and 70 the next few days. Is it going to be warm in here again? Why? Because we shut it off, right? And because why? Why isn't it consistent? Because you're not leaving it on. So what's happening in this room? The climate's changing. Depending on whether I turn it on or turn it off. How important it is or isn't to me. What temperature I set it at. Right? I'm affecting the climate in the room naturally. I'm naturally affecting the climate in the room, 
But because I affected the climate in the room tonight doesn't mean it's going to be the same tomorrow. If I want it to be the same tomorrow, I have to take actions again to affect the climate again. You with me? And it was 80 today, but if the Lord tarries and we make it to July, and I believe we will, and there's a pretty good chance it could get as hot as 100 and something. Okay? So how I affect the climate, it requires more than what it did today. You following me? I can still affect the climate. I can still get it to, I'm picking a number at random here, you understand. I can still get it to 70 degrees in here. But what I have to do to get it to 70 degrees in here in July when it's been 100 and something versus getting it to 70 degrees in here when it's been 80 something, I may have to turn air on sooner. I may have to turn it down lower, right? Because to get the climate back to where it was tonight requires a difference because the surrounding climate has changed. Are you with me? All right. I know you probably don't need me to explain the stuff I just said, but we're going to walk through it anyway. In our home, we don't get to do a, I passed through once and I dealt with some stuff and so my home is now fine. The climate's where I need it. No, 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 no. It is a daily adjustment, a daily going before the Lord to affect the spiritual climate because the climate around us in our world is constantly changing. And so I need a sensitivity to the spirit of God. What am I praying? What am I saying? What am I doing? Where am I lingering? How am I waiting? What am I speaking? How am I leading my house? Because I have to affect the climate of my home. And I'm going to tell you, and I hope you're listening. I know you are. I have a desired climate in my house spiritually. And I'm as human as you are. Sometimes I'm the one that disrupts the climate. I know nobody else can say that. But, like, sometimes I'm the one that just blows up the spiritual climate, not in a good way. Because I dealt with something at work, and it got in my house. And it affected the climate of my house. And it came out of my mouth, Brother Rosario. And it affected the climate. So I have a responsibility. How am I going to lead my house? I'm going to address this. We're bringing the climate back. We have a spiritual climate. You with me? See, sometimes the reason we battle so much is we don't give any attention to the spiritual climate of the home. And we just come here going, God, I need you to touch me. I need you to move on my life. Man, I need the strength of the Lord today. And then we go back home and we walk into a climate that is just like, Now, where you don't have any control over it or you're limited in your control, the Lord can insulate you. I I know that to be true. I know that to be true because of how I grew up in my life. The Lord can put a covering. All right. And so when he puts a covering over me that way, I still have to determine I'm protecting this climate. I'm not letting that in here. I'm protecting this climate. You with me? This is important. 
This is readiness. Stand with me tonight. If I don't have you stand, I'm going to go another 40 minutes or so. So. And I know you guys, I feel so many of you receiving. Thank you. We must, we must take responsibility first for this house and the spiritual climate of this house individually. Then we begin to affect the climate in our home. All right. Through the years, I have worked with some young people where they, they were the only one in their home living for God. Matter of fact, family gave them grief for even coming to church. But they determined, I'm going. I, God's done something in my life. And they made a determination to affect the climate. Theirs. And then they were like, you know what? I can't control everything in my house, but I'm going to affect the climate in my bedroom. There's some things I'm not letting in here, some things I'm not entertaining in here, things I'm not going to fellowship in here. It's protecting the spiritual climate. Now hear me. This is so important because of what we've read tonight in the book of Acts and how the Lord would use our homes so we need the Holy Ghost to lead us in changing the spiritual climate. Him, he's going to do it as we begin to fellowship him. This is a story I was going to tell you, and I'll finish with this. And many of you have heard it. Um, we lived in a home uh, for two years in Arkansas. Yes, we were there longer than that, but there was one home we lived in for two years. And... Um, the house, that's not a good idea. The house, uh, the master bedroom was a fairly decent size. And uh, it had a master bedroom here. And then there was sort of a, like a little, it wasn't an additional room. It was just an additional space where you could have like a desk and a sitting chair. And, you know, that was sort of just an extra space probably. Not quite as long, but maybe a little bit deeper than the baptistry there. And um, then you could go from there into the master bathroom. Well, that, that space, that extra space there in the room that was designed as like a sitting area in the room, uh, was sort of my prayer place when I'd get up in the morning. Um, or at times uh, along the journey. And so... Um, I, I didn't think anything of that. It was comfortable. It was convenient. That's, that's where I went. So we lived there. We, we, moved back, uh, we moved back home here. And then we uh, rented that house out. Family moved in, lived there for a year. Uh, another family moved in and lived there for a year, rented it for a year. And after two years, uh, we were going to rent it again. Couldn't get people to stay longer than a year. At least they always paid on time. But... Um, so we were going to rent it out the third time, and these people reached out, and I really enjoyed the conversation on the phone. Um, this couple was very friendly. They, I, they were a Christian couple. Um, I don't know everything they believed, but they were a professed Christian couple. They had some faith in God and were on a journey. And um, I, I, I was 
in talking to the lady, um, the, Lord, the subject of the Lord came up, and I know she was filled with the Holy Ghost because that came up in the conversation too. But um, anyway, so they went to look at the house. Uh, no, I don't think that came up at the beginning. I think that came up afterwards. Anyway, so they went to look at the house, and uh, my friend there in Arkansas showed them the house, Brother Jason Gibson, that some of you have met. He says, you know, you guys walk through. I'll stand up here. Take your time. Look wherever you want. Doesn't matter. You know, I'll be here, whatever. And so they took off through the house. They came back up after some time. He said, like, they hung out back in the bedroom for a while. They came back up. And the lady asked Brother Jason, she said, hey, who lived here before? He said, well, you know, this couple that was here and they just were. She said, I hope this doesn't sound strange, but she said, when I passed through that master bedroom in that one corner, she said, I felt an angel there. She said, somebody prayed in that room. That was her words to him over two years after the fact. And Brother Jason smiled. He said, oh, I don't know for sure, but I can probably tell you why. Now, Understand, what, what is that? That's setting a spiritual climate in your home. Some mornings when you're getting up and you're just going to a place of prayer, it may feel like, man, I'm just trying to punch through. I'm, I'm just trying to punch through to fellowship God and spend time with God. But I promise you what you're doing is you're creating a spiritual climate in your house. You're affecting the climate of your home. And the adversary is going to try to come and attack. That's okay. That means, okay, it's 108 degrees outside now instead of 80. I'm just going to stay right here and I'm going to deal with this because I know who wins if I'll just keep working on the climate in my house. You with me? The reason the adversary wants to bring chaos in your home is because the adversary wants to disrupt the spiritual climate of your house. The Lord is wanting to use our homes. You say, how do I start? I want to be engaged. Well, talk to Brother Lewis and Sister Julie. God's used them in that. Talk to Brother Rosario and Sister Priscilla. The Lord's using them. Talk to these others. Talk to Brother Reuben and Sister Vanessa. Uh, they've been actively involved for a long time. Talk to Brother Rigo and Sister Denise. They've had ongoing working with the Santos there in their home. You say, well, where do I start if I want to? Talk to Brother Joey and Sister Stephanie Charles Mercado. They've, they aren't. Sometimes it's as simple as saying, you know what? I'm going to ask that person to come over for dinner. Talk to Brother Johnstone and Sister Johnstone. I'm going to have somebody over for dinner. And I'm going to be prayerful. I'm going to be intentional. I'm going to be prayerful and I'm going to be intentional. You say, you're setting people up. Absolutely right I am. <laughs> right? Johnny and Luis came over for dinner one day at our house. And so, did it feel like a setup, Luis? No, okay. Phew. All right. He said no. No. But you know what? I'm going to tell you what. It was a setup. <laughs> I'm glad it, it shouldn't feel like one, but I was being intentional. I knew they were coming over for lunch. 
I knew they were coming over for lunch. And so I'm going to tell you, somebody please understand. You can affect the spiritual climate in your house to where when someone walks in, the Spirit of God will begin to move on their life. Now in my home, I pray upstairs in the living room. Sometimes my family likes it. Sometimes they hate it, but they'll get over it. And so, but I, I, I pray there in that place. And my poor daughter, my chair is right by the vent that goes into her bedroom. So she just has to, so that's why she's so holy. No, I'm kidding. So, uh, but no, hear me, hear me. So I, I'm praying there. So every once in a while, I start walking back and forth in my living room, right? Some of you have been in my house. And, and so I knew Johnny and Luis were coming over to my house. Now, at the time, Johnny and Luis hadn't been filled with the Holy Ghost. And so I'm walking, and I'm praying for them. And I went around my dining table. I didn't know where they were going to sit, because we never tried to tell people where to sit. Well, sometimes, depending on how intentional I feel. But I went around that dining table early one morning. I don't remember, a few days before when I knew they were coming that week. And I'm putting my hands on the chair, and I'm praying, God, when they sit in this chair... Just open their heart to conversation. God, they haven't been filled with the Holy Ghost yet, but I know it's your desire to give the good gift. Now, we can say today they both have. God has done this. Now, I'm talking about being intentional when you open your house. Now, I didn't sit them down and say, okay, get ready. It's Bible study time, boys. You heard it from Luis's own mouth. It didn't feel like a setup. We had wings and we, anyway. An ooey gooey butter cake, right, Johnny? <laughs> and so, um, but hear me, that's how it starts. You open your home. But we need to, as children of God, be intentional. Don't go, well, I'm going to have them over and we'll just see what happens. No, sir, no, ma'am. I'm going to pray before they come. I'm going to pray leading up to them coming. I'm going to be praying for them. I'm going to pray the Spirit of God minister in my home. I'm going to take authority over anything that would try to distract them. I'm going to pray and believe for the flow of the Spirit in my life to minister to their life. Um, And we're going to have a great time. I'm not saying we're going to walk in and say, have a seat. Thus saith the Lord. I have heard from God and I have some things to depart to you. I did say depart to you because they're going to want to depart. See, we make it that way. We make it like this, ooh, ah, how does that work? No, you get the climate in your house right. And then you become intentional. And you know what? You look to the Word and you say, I got the Word to stand on. God healed sick people in houses. God filled people with the Holy Ghost in a house. God did this in a house. The Spirit of God moved and came in and fell on people in a house. Cornelius and his family, they were in Cornelius' house. The first time Gentiles received the Holy Ghost, it was in somebody's house. Are you getting this? Let the Holy Ghost do something in our spirit. We're not in competition, you understand? I'm not competing with their house and their house and their house. We're not competing. We're just saying, Lord... I make my house available to you. By your grace leading me, I'm going to begin working on the spiritual climate in my home. Would you begin to talk to him right now? Lord, I'm going to. I'm going to work on the spiritual climate. Maybe as we're talking tonight, there's some things that have already been quickened to your mind and your spirit that you're like, 
I need to deal with this. I need to deal with this in my house. I've put it off. I've, I've, for whatever reason, I've just, I've called it my outlet. I've justified it, but it, I know it's not pleasing to the Lord. I know it's not conducive to a spiritual climate that should be in my home. And so therefore, I'm, I'm going to begin to deal with this by the grace of God, the leading of the Spirit of God. I'm going to address this in the love of God. But I'm going to affect, by the leading of the Holy Ghost, I'm going to affect the spiritual climate of my house. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Come on, the Spirit of the Lord is going to give you strength. The Spirit of the Lord is going to give you wisdom. The Spirit of the Lord is going to direct you as you purpose to make your home available to Him. He's going to guide you as you purpose to begin this journey of changing and affecting the spiritual climate through the working of His Spirit in your prayer, in your action as He leads you. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. 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 This is so important. This is so important. This is the Holy Ghost trying to change our mindset. For what he's wanting to do in the earth. All right. So we must allow the Lord to lead us in this. Again, we can't produce it. But let the Holy Ghost lead us in it. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You are dismissed in the beautiful, precious name of Jesus. Thank you for being here tonight. Men, we will have prayer here, as you always know. Saturday morning at 7 o'clock, we will have a time of coffee and fellowship following. And we may have a special guest for the devotional. I guess we can call it a devotional. I don't know what you call it. Uh... So uh, looking forward to a great time. Men, if you can, be here. This time of fellowship so important. 7 o'clock prayer Saturday morning. God bless you.